welcome to episode 120 of the Animal Addicts podcast. On today's episode, Casey discusses an article about the conservation and welfare implications of alligator wrestling, while I talk about a dog in Alaska who went on quite the adventure. We learn about two new awesome picks, and about our unique looking animal of the week. So without further ado, let's dive into episode 120 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. Welcome to episode 120 of the Animal Addicts Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, Allie. And Casey. And today we're going to talk about a whole new batch of super fun animals. But before we get into all of that, a little business to attend to. So uh, today we have to announce that this will be the final season of the podcast. Due to life challenges and stuff, it's just become increasingly more and more difficult for us to actually be able to get together and do this. So... Um, we will be ending this season in June with our wild card month. So um, I will be trying to go back afterward and edit our episodes um, to edit out the cursing. So that if you have kids who want to listen or anyone you know that doesn't like cursing. And when I say edit out the cursing, I mean like the main, the ones that would get you fined on radio and TV. <laughs> Those kinds of words. And obviously not editing out things like Somali wild ass or like dick or anything mm. like that. But anyway, um, yes. So thank you for everyone who's been along for the ride with us, um, especially if you are newer to us. Um, like I said, we still have all of the episodes you can listen to again. I will still be posting some information here and there. Um, I will eventually be opening up all the Patreon content so that anyone can see it. That won't happen right away, though. So if you haven't been a Patreon member, you will eventually get to see our bonus animals and our honorable mentions. So there's a bunch more animals on there, which I think we briefly talked about one of them recently, the the European hamster, yep. which is the cutest thing. Mm. Anyway, they're so adorable. Anywho, so that is that. Um, once again, thank you for joining us and sorry we are unable to continue, but life is life. So <laughs> there we are. Anyway, um, so... Moving on, Casey, what have you been up to since last I saw you? I went to Disneyland. I'm jealous. How was it? It was a lot of fun, so we had to reschedule it because there was chaos. One, I got the day we were supposed to go, I got sick. And I was like, I'm not going to enjoy myself. We can't go. And also, family emergency surgery stuff, so it's a good thing we didn't go because (laughs) my mom... And all of us would have been distressed the whole time and not had a good time. No, that's a bummer. Yep. There was a little bit of a trickle while we were there, but not too bad. Still glad I brought my jacket because I didn't do that last time. I love Disney in the rain. Oh, yeah. It's usually less crowded. So as long mm-hmm. as you're prepared for it, it's great. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Uh, we didn't do a Haunted Mansion this time. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think if we did any rides that we normally don't. Oh, Autopia. Um, okay, I haven't done that in forever. Yeah. I, ran, I rarely do that one, but it's fun occasionally. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because like my si- uh, my mom was like in front of us, so like my sister like had her take a picture of her like looking like she was taking a selfie while driving. <laughs> 
And then uh, she had me film her oh like my... she was racing. Oh, my God. <laughs> the funniest thing is, like, she then started, like, pointing in front of us to slowly to, like, turn the camera to show how slow we were going. Oh, my God. I know. It's like pedals and metal, and I think you're going, like, three miles an hour. Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, of course, um, a car got stopped, and then um, oh, we no. had to stop, and then our car wouldn't start. So it was like, and she's like, she was like, what do I do? I was like, just pump the gas. Just pump the gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so thankful, though, with, like, the fast pass for, like, um, because my dad's disability, we get to cut a oh, line. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, that makes a big difference. What day of the week did you go? We went Thursday. Okay, that's not as bad. Mm-hmm. It sucks though because I work the next day. Yeah, it's about how how long did you stay? Till ten, I think. Okay. I didn't get to bed till like midnight, so. Yeah, I mean, if you are there, then it takes a long time to get home. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. We used to like to go till the very end of the evening because mm-hmm. one of the great things is if you get in line for a ride. At least, before, like, we try to do it, like, 10 minutes, 5 minutes before they close. So, if you're in line, right, oh, my gosh. If you're in line for, like, Space Mountain, 5 minutes before they close, you still uh, get a ride Space Mountain. Mm-hmm. So, then you're there for a while after. Oh. And then the shops are open an hour after the park closes, too. Mm. They ain't going to pass up an opportunity for money. Yep. So, good job, Disney. Yeah. I still haven't bought any merch there. Really? No. Ugh, I miss pins. I want my pin collection to grow. Okay, this is stupid. I have, like, a pin, and I just got on my yeah. lanyard. It's from the... I got it from American Association of Zookeepers. Okay, that is weird. Is it cute? I mean... Oh, that's actually cute, though. Yeah. I'm stealing this from me so I can look at it. <laughs> it's actually cute. Yeah. Now I'm going to judge your other ones. Is that from the park? No, that's... That's uh, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Okay, that looks very similar to a Disney one. Oh, that one's not exciting. Sorry. That's my tartan from UCR. That's really boring. UCR quit sending me emails. I'm sick of them. Oh, I know. The second you graduate, they're asking for money. You're like, you know I don't have a job, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I do at least, thankfully. And you but I don't pay make to enough. get out. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I um, keep on pressing unsubscribe. It's like, no. They're like, no, we're still going to send yeah. it to you. That's annoying. But yeah, I miss And like, pins, what am I going dude? to do? Call them? It's like, I can't do that. No. I miss. I can't believe we haven't bought merch at Disney. How have you done that? I think it's because we spend like so much time like focusing. Okay, we're gonna go on this ride. We can do the fast pass on this one, but yeah. we have to wait on this one because my dad's too crippled to go on it. <laughs> wow. What rides can he not go on? Any Space of the shaky Mountain. ones? Yeah. So like he can go on Matterhorn, but he doesn't go on like Space Ugh. Mountain. Oh, I remember Matterhorn the... is painful though. Yeah. I wouldn't choose to do that if I was him. Yeah. Um. This time we didn't do. Rise of the Resistance for Star Wars. We rode the Millennium Falcon. I still haven't done that. You haven't done that Smuggler's one? Run, by the way, is what that's actually called. It really bugged me uh, last time we talked about this, and I couldn't remember the name. It's Smuggler's Run. Okay. I haven't done Rise of the Resistance because I I haven't gone since pre-COVID, and mm-hmm. when I went last, they were still doing the, like, boarding things. Like, you had to get there at, like, 5 a.m. to enter your name into a thing, and then maybe you get chosen mm. to go at, like, 8 o'clock at night onto this thing. So they hadn't opened it up to, like, normal stuff yet, and then COVID happened, and, and I haven't been back since because huh. it's expensive AF, and I'm not working, so mm. I don't have the money for that. God knows my Animal Park Pass is expensive enough. Mm. Yeah, I got that, too. <laughs> yeah. Did you upgrade? Yeah, I upgraded. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. And yeah, the price is going like, up. Did you have to pay the four twenty five or whatever it is now? Yeah, it's four twenty five, and there's a convenience fee. 
Oh, it's dumb. two bucks, but still, it's like, why? I wonder if you can go to the park and do it there and avoid that. Probably it's, not. I have no clue. That's really annoying. It's weird. It's so expensive, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like all the other increments are like modest, like maybe $100 more for the next one up. But then that one, it's all of a sudden $200. Yeah, to go from the one below it. Yeah. I know. It's so, that one's, I think they do that on purpose because you can get the person in free with you. Yeah. Because I would have gone with the $200, whatever it is, one. That's why I had Except for, for that, time. I'm like, that's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now they're enforcing their, um, it's only your one guest. Yeah, that with sucks. You. Well, you mean on the, like, tram. Yeah, stuff. like the tram and Obviously, the Obviously, it'd be chores. hard to sneak somebody else in at the gate. I think I could do it. No, probably not. It'd I know a people there. Day. Anyway, yeah, I don't, yeah, I still feel like you should be able to use, if you use your daily passes, though, like mm-hmm. your day passes, I feel like that should still count. It might. I have no clue. I would fight for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be mm. like, this is my one day pass. Like, sure, if they're coming in with a discount, I get that. But if mm-hmm. I'm using my one day free pass that I only get two of a year, I feel like they should be able to go yeah. with me. Because, oh, my God, I'd be like, then we're not going until it's the middle of a weekday in the afternoon because I'm not waiting in that line. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good thing with, like, me because, like, this weekday is not going to be as hectic. But, like, the reason I'm upgrading it mainly is because, like, I can't go with my family because I work weekends. So. Gotcha, yeah. But, well, the weekdays are better anyway. Yeah. So, anywho, yeah. But then you can bring someone with you. Yep. There you go. That's exciting. Yep, so anyway. I'll go with my sister. I'll force her to be my friend for the day. <laughs> You don't have any other friends you can bring? They're busy. Like, they have normal jobs where, like, they get the weekends off and then there's me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with people having weekends off? It's weird. I know. I Why think can't be, their weekends be I Wednesday, Thursday? I think it'd be Thursday? perfect to have one weekend day working and then one weekday where you're yeah. off, you know, so that you can go on the weekend but then you can also go yeah. during the weekday. Because, like, the only thing that's inconvenient about not having weekends and, like, I basically chose it now. Uh, my boss was like, hey, you want, I'm going to stay five days. You want to change your days off? And it's like, no, I'm good with them because, like, there's, it's not crazy if I want to go do something on my days off. Yeah, I know. That's because when I was working normally, I was, you know, a normal, like, essentially nine to five and mm-hmm. Monday through Friday, which is great for, like, planning things with people and doing stuff. But then it made me real sad with the park because, I preferred, like, when our old place of work, sometimes I'd be off at 2. Mm-hmm. So I would just go straight over to the park after, even for a couple hours, and it was so nice. And going during the week was just so nice. And now I can basically, well, now, because I'm not working much, I can go during the week. But when I was working normally, I could only go on weekends, and I'm like, this is awful. There's so many people. <laughs> I hate it. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So, and then you'd have to, like, take off a day of work and use PTO to then go when it's not crazy. So that would suck. Yeah. Anywho. But Disneyland, anyway, anything else? Did you do Adventures Campus or did you just do Disneyland this time? We did California Adventure Adventure Campus. Yes, di- Adven- Avenger Campus. Oh, Avenger Campus. Like, what's Adventure Campus? No. Um, I, we didn't go on the we, – we didn't go on that Spider-Man ride. Um, my sister was telling me it's supposed to be like a shooter game, except it's like you're whiffling <laughs> – Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So um, it's probably just like the Toy Story one. Yeah. Then. Yeah, like the Toy Story. It's probably that. Funny story with that one. Um, okay. My sister, she had her grad night at Disneyland. Yeah. And <laughs> that ride broke down. Oh, and, she made so many points, I bet. Yeah. Uh, well, what happened was, like, they made the line dissolve. Like, they get, made everyone leave. Oh, no, she wasn't on it yet? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. They will do that sometimes. Yeah. That's a bummer. I rarely do that one because that one's line is always so <gasps> oh. long. 
I remembered something else. Okay. We got stuck on pirates. <laughs> oh, I don't think I've ever been stuck on pirates. Oh my gosh, it was annoying. I was getting a headache. Where were you? What we part? were like where Bob uh Barbosa is like, ah, oh, we've been looking for Captain Jack Sparrow. Oh, with the like projection? Yeah. That would be an annoying spot, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be where there's all the animatronics around yeah. more fun. <laughs> but it was funny because, like, by the end of it, because we heard that so many times, my brother, uh, we were passing the Jack Sparrow yeah. animatronic. Is like, ever go back and tell that guy we found him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but every time we go through that, I always want to claw at it. I'm like, oh, I got your face. <laughs> so weird. Oh anyway, that's a bummer. I've never broken down on that one. That's amazing. Yeah. So, can your dad do Jur- Jurassic? Jesus, wrong park. Um, Indiana. Yeah, we did Indiana. Okay. Yeah. He did Indiana. He did Matterhorn. God, Matterhorn is so painful. Yeah. It's not comfortable. It's so painful. Every time we do it, we're like, all right, we're going to try. And then we do it. I'm like, why did we do yeah. this? It always hurts. It always hurts every time. Yeah. He did most of them. Um, he did um, Cars. I, I assume remember. he can't do um, Star Tours then either because that's really shaky. Star Tours. I'm assuming not. I don't think we did that one. It's over in Tomorrowland. Yeah, no. It's like across from Buzz's. Yeah, thing. we didn't do that. I have no clue. It's so good. Mm. That's a sad time. Yeah. It was funny when we went out for my um, cousin's memorial type thing. And we were out in the desert and we were off-roading in my dad's outback, which was stressful. Anyway, I was like, this is a rougher ride than Indiana Jones at Disneyland. Mm. I feel like real life should not be more difficult than a theme park ride. Yeah. Oh, but it was funny because like we were like, oh no, here it goes again because it looked like Indiana Jones animatronic was malfunctioning. I was like, we better not break down again. Oh god, that one you break down all of the time. I've been evacuated off that one. Oh really? Yes, I saved us from being evacuated one time because mm-hmm. I was able to catch someone's phone. Because that will do it all the time. When a flo- phone hits the track or a backpack, it- something hits the track, especially if it goes into where the electric is, it shuts the whole thing down. It is a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. But I felt someone's phone, so I, like, stepped on it. <laughs> and I was like, no, we're not breaking down on this. Hopefully I will have their phone. Yeah. Hopefully I didn't crack it when I stepped on it. Ah! But it was fine. Anyway, I was like, yeah, yeah, I saved your phone. You're welcome. Another funny thing is, like, because I, like, wear my mask all the time. So my mom was like, and there's Casey with his mask on in all my pictures. Yeah. The one that didn't was cars because, like, there's no one else in my car. I can take it off. Yeah, you're good. I know. At Disney, I'd be like, if it's an inside place, I'd definitely have it on. If you're outside and it's not crazy crowded, I'd take it off. But where is it not crazy yeah. crowded at Disney? Oh, it's so cute. There were, there were some baby ducks that we saw. Oh, they're so adorable. Yes. And, and they wander around. Yeah, yeah, they wandered around. They left. And then another mom came with it with even babier baby oh, ducks babier <laughs> yes they were babier <laughs> they were babier yeah the ducks are great i love it especially when like donald or daisy mm-hmm. sees ducks too because they always interact and it's adorable <laughs> i love it that and when any of the service dogs are there because they're always training service dogs mm-hmm. there constantly because there's a lot of stimuli anyway and when the service dogs are there and they get to meet like pluto or goofy or mm-hmm. someone it's so cute yeah. and, and I did- they, when they pose to get their like caricature done <laughs> it's so cute yeah I love them. And I was much more frivolous with my money on snacks. Like, I tried one of their macaroons, which is something I don't normally do because I don't like coconut. Yeah. But it was good. And I got, like, this big Sunday thing. How was that? It was delicious. Hmm. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I used to like when they got, I assume they still have it. It's like a little sink. Mm-hmm. I know you can get it in DCA. And it's, I think it has, like, a little mini thing on it. Anyway, it's a little sink, and then you have your ice cream in it. Yeah. I saw so it. So good. Yeah. Those are so good. Mm-hmm. That's when a dog, although I was in Disneyland eating ice cream, that's when a dog that was very clearly not a service dog tried to steal my ice cream. I'm like, if you were a service dog, mm. you would not try to steal my ice cream. Ugh. Anyway, yeah. it drives me nuts. But yeah, so, oh, I miss Disney. I want to go back. And then they just reopened the um, 
passes. They call them keys now, but get over that, Disney. Yeah. They're passes. They just reopen them because they haven't been available for a long time. I'm like, doesn't matter. I have no money. <laughs> I don't but it's just for people pay. who had them prior. It was previously. Now it's open to everyone. Oh. They may have closed it again because yeah, this happened last, last week. It happened like last week. So my one friend messaged me. She's like, oh, they're open again because before I think the only the most expensive one was available to people who didn't already have them. And um, anyway, so yeah, that one's like $700. So the pass I had before was like 400 500 I think it was like 500 Mm-hmm. Anyway, so horrible. And now you have to do the reservations, and also you have to pay for parking, which I didn't before, because I had a loophole. Also, funny thing. I think because my dad had a disability, we didn't have to pay for parking oh, either. that's amazing. Yep. Um, fun loophole to my parking and not paying for it there. All the years that I lived up there, I didn't know where to park for free. And then when I moved back down here and somebody at our old work who lived in Orange County told me. I was like, I love coming down to San Diego is when (laughs) I'm told how to get free parking up there. That's funny. But yes, I miss Disney so much and I want to go back and I have points and I have enough, I think, to get a one day. I definitely have enough to get at least a one day, but I want a one day park hopper at the very least. Mm -hmm. But I'd really... Are there birds out there? What's happening? Um... (laughs) Yeah, we have one more trip left. Nice. I don't really want to do that, though. Mm -hmm. That's annoying. I'd rather have a pass, but I have to have a job full-time again yeah to be able to afford that and even so it's still like with the animal park pass being as expensive as it is now and disney yeah oh it's pretty rough but i really miss it so i want to go so bad i miss everything i don't think i'll ever i'd be in a situation where i could afford a disney pass oh my god they're so expensive Uh, well before i just like when i was a kid like i think we had disney passes and it's like back then it was like something affordable but now it's just yeah dude when i was in college up there which is when i first got it because i'm like oh i can just drop over anytime after class um just randomly it was under 200 dollars. i used Mm -hmm. my points that i had from my disney uh visa card I totally used my points to pay for my pass entirely because it was like $162. Yeah. So that was back in like early, not early 2000s, but like 2010-ish probably, somewhere around there. So it's barely been more than 10 years. (laughs) It's like more than doubled and tripled in price now. Yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. So, okay, well, Disneyland, good times. I am jealous. I want to go back really bad. Speaking of expensive places, I finally went to the animal park. I have my pass, and I, I realize now that, like, it's so expensive. I have to, to justify it. It's like Disney was. I have to go 12 times a year because I don't usually go for a whole day. So it's like I have to go, like, twice the amount if it was a full day. <laughs> so I have to go 12 times a year, which is fine because usually I do try to go once a month. But anyway, I hadn't been in a while. And then last week, I was like, okay, I'm going to go on, I think it was like Thursday or whatever day it was. I was like, okay, that's the day I'm going to go. And then it rained that day. And I was like, fucking of course. (laughs) So then I went this week, finally. It was overcast. It wasn't raining, but it was overcast. I'm like, too bad I didn't bring a camera. I get good pictures, but it's kind of boring and not as pretty. Because also it's like a pretty time of year now, you know? Mm -hmm. It's nice when the sun's out. Anywho, so I went. And the platypus was freaking closed. And then I asked, and it was for tank maintenance. And I'm like... I get that, but, like, can we have a day that you do that? <laughs> and people know maybe not to come for that purpose because, like, I like seeing the platypus. Mm-hmm. And the tigers were cute. They were both out sleeping, of course. That's what they do. Um, but, yeah, so the platypus <laughs> was closed. I was very sad. And then the kangaroos are now only kangaroos. There are no wallabies in there anymore. I can't remember if last time it was just 
the kangaroos last time I went. Because I wasn't sure because there was one and I was like, I think that's one of the Joeys. Yeah. But I'm like, but I'm not. And then I'm trying to stare at their ears because you said stuff about their ears. And I'm like, I don't remember the deal. <laughs> and I was like, they all look the same to me. And then I asked someone, I was like, oh, that's why they all look the same. They're all kangaroos. So anyway, she's like, so now it won't Bring be difficult. Bring back my wallabies. No, they've As been, if I don't see wallabies I forget where they time. were sent to. They were sent to another <laughs> facility. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, and then I think the she said I think she said they're trying to get another male kangaroo in to try oh, yeah. and get more breeding going on. Anyway, and then there was one Joey in the back. They also had like the barn open in the back so they could hang out back there. So there's one mom like laying in the entryway, <laughs> and you could see feet sticking out. Mm-hmm. But anyway, and that one's pretty big now because his feet look really big. And she's like, yeah, this one won't get out of the pouch. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was kind of cool, I guess. But anyway, and I asked them too. I was like, so when it rains, you guys just close this exhibit because that's the dirt. Which is why I kind of want to go in the rain sometime to see how the animals, not if it's pouring, but like kind of a light rain to see how the animals act. Because I feel like the animals in the main exhibit wouldn't really care. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know, zebra and the giraffe and everyone, I don't think they'd care. The rhinos would probably like it, I imagine. Yeah. Or they just hang out in their houses. Their houses aren't that, there aren't that many houses. True. <laughs> There's like the big like giraffe thing. Mm-hmm. Which anyway. I see other animals use more than giraffes. I've never seen any animal use. Oh, really? I think I've seen a giraffe walk through it one time, and that was it. They didn't stop in it. They just walked straight through it. Anyway, but, um, yeah, so, anyway, so they closed that exhibit. Because that's when I was like, oh, I don't want to walk where it's dirty if it's raining. Because I don't want, like, mud and stuff, right? So, they're like, yeah, we closed this one when it's when it's raining. Also, the kangaroos all go back in the barn and are like, screw this. <laughs> we don't want to be out here. Anyway, so, but also the bats are open again. Have Finally. Have they been open? I haven't. And then I went in there and it was so humid and awful. <laughs> I was like, this is horrible. But, and they weren't very active. They were in the, like the very back. And I was like, well, at least I saw you. It's amazing. I don't even know if people realize they're open now. Because yeah. <laughs> they've been closed for so mm. long. And then the bad-eared fox got moved to where the meerkats were originally, which then was the mongoose. <coughs> don't they? Anyway, I did not see them, though. But no. they're apparently over there. Because those are the ones, weren't they the ones who were in, or was it a different fox who was in with the warthogs? That was bad-eared foxes. I feel like. And they'd always get pissy at the warthogs. I never saw that. Oh, they did. Because mm. when they had little warthog piglets, mm-hmm. they were running around all crazy. And I don't know if the bat-eared fox had babies, too. I'm assuming she was standing, like, at the front, and she was, like, not hissing. She was making very angry noises mm-hmm. at them because they would run close, and she'd get real mad about oh, it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Fun fact, the other animal used to make um, baby Yoda was a bat-eared fox. That would make sense. Mm. I still swear, every time I listen to it now, I'm like, is that a child noise? Is that a is that a kinkajou noise? <laughs> it sounds mm. like so many kid noises. I'm like, now I got to hear these mm. kinkajous and be like, I need you to make noise so I can hear. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah. Did we ever talk about that on the podcast, by the way? I believe so. I don't know if we did, folks. If we didn't, <laughs> rabbit trail. Casey did find out the answer to how, what's her name? The famous kinkajou, not the famous, but the little diva kinkajou. Kima. Kima. <gasps> Lady Kima, that's right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I wonder if she was named after Lady Kima. Probably not. She's probably not that old. Anyway. She is. Or, I mean, um, she's too old for that. 17. Oh, yeah, no, she was not named for that. Anyway, um, but uh, I guess the people from Mandalorian just contacted Casey's boss. Yeah. And were like, we needed, we need a kinkajou type sound to make this <laughs> random. Anyway, we found that answer. Mm. But anyway, back to it. Um. So, yeah, the battered foxes moved there. The flamingos are back out. They took away all the foot wipey thingies from all the, the aviaries. Yeah, you know, in front of the aviaries, they'd have a little foot wipey thing. It's like a little book, and it has, like, disinfectant on it. Oh. It's a mat, and you step on it. Anyway, that's gone now. And then, um, 
Yeah, and the flamingos are back out, and most, and they put the pelicans over where the vultures used to be. I was like, what? this is a weird choice. I'm like, these are aquatic birds, so I don't know if they're over here because of bird flu. They're still concerned about it, or this is a weird because there's that tiny little like, <laughs> not even a pond. What do you even call that? A puddle? There's a puddle over there. I'm like, that's not really great for a pelican. <sighs> Not let alone like six pelicans. Anyway, there's a lot of pelicans out there. It's very mm-hmm. weird. But anyway, and then the butterfly jungle <laughs> has times, which makes sense. That I approve of. Yeah, I remember it's, the time thing. Yeah, the time thing is good, but it is $15 to do it now. So if you brought a family of four, first of all, adult tickets are $70 for one day for the parents. And the kids are like, what, $10 less or something like that? Yeah. I don't know. It's not that significant. And then you're dropping another 60 bucks to go see butterflies. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I do not think so. I just don't understand why they don't do it like the platypus. So, like, they make times, yeah. and if you don't get a ticket early, then you're SOL and, they and you don't even get do it. That anymore. No, I know. But, like, but I mean, if they did it like that, yeah. because I know they want to keep the numbers down, mm-hmm. which makes sense, and have it not be crazy, but you could do it like you do with the platypus and mm-hmm. have like a certain amount of tickets for time. And if you don't get there early in the day and get your ticket, too bad. You don't get to see butterflies. Yeah. You've got to charge $15. I'm not paying $15 for butterflies. to go stand in there with butterflies. Many of these butterflies I can see outside. <laughs> you just need the right time of year. Anyway, so that was crazy. Or go to the zoo. That's true. You can just go in that place. Anyway, it's very frustrating. But the craziest thing to me, and I did a whole rant on this on Facebook because it made me so mad. <laughs> This woman. Okay. So I'm over doing like the tiger trail area going up toward the condors, right? That whole deck, I will call it. <laughs> that walk. This woman is on speaker. People. I should not have to say this. If you are in a public place, you do not have your conversation on speakerphone. I'm talking to you boomers. Boomers, if there are any listening, you're the worst offenders. But anyone, if you are in a public place, do not have your conversation on speakerphone. It happened at work all the time too. I'm like, you guys, stop. You gotta stop. Yeah. Anyway, so this woman... I could hear this conversation long before I saw the people. This woman is on the phone with her daughter's doctor, which I get it. If your doctor calls, like, they can be hard to get a hold of. You're going to take that call no matter what. That's fine. Like, take it, you know, do what you're going to do. But she is having this conversation about her daughter's rashes and obviously bowel movement issues. (laughs) Oh, I remember this. On speakerphone. I remember now. Yeah, on speakerphone for the world to hear. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I can hear the doctor clearly. I can hear about all this. I'm just like, what is wrong? And I get around the corner. I'm like, oh, maybe she's like pushing the stroller. So she has it sitting on the stroller. No, the dad is pushing the stroller. She's holding the phone here. This is where she's having this conversation. I could move this six inches. Oh, my God. And now I'm not having it on speakerphone. I'm like, good thing this child was pretty young because if they were, like, middle school age, they would have disappeared. <laughs> they would have run away and disowned their parent. But I'm just like, first of all, it's very rude to people around you, especially in a place like the animal park, to be having a very loud conversation like that publicly. But also for your kid, like, it's sort of a bit of a HIPAA violation. <laughs> like, not exactly, mm-hmm. but... Everyone doesn't need to know your child's medical business. I wouldn't want someone knowing all my medical business. Like, it was crazy. And like I said, I could hear them far before I saw them. And even if it was her alone, like, sit on a bench. There are many benches there. And have this conversation. And then move on. Don't put it on speaker. Ridiculous. Even if you're not talking about medical issues, don't put it on speaker. But especially if you're talking about embarrassing medical issues, maybe don't have it on speaker. Ridiculous. So annoyed. Anyway, end of rant. Drives me insane. So... That was my trip to the animal park. <laughs> I finally went to. And then I did the tram. And I don't remember what else I did. 
But anyway, I didn't bother going over the elephants that day. I was tired, and I got there later than My I mom is, like, thinking about, like, not thinking, like, um, it's not worth it to, like, go to the safari park right now because because the elephants are closed yeah because like it creates like a big backup she's saying with like the line and because like now there's whenever she goes because it's the weekends um yeah yeah yeah. the elevator i'm assuming yep i would usually do the elevator or the stairs down but with my foot still being screwed up it takes me forever because i have to do like one step at a time it's just very annoying but i'm not doing the stairs up (laughs) a with my foot and also i'm just way too out of shape for that right now but yeah, I get that kind of, but I don't know. Then do the upper stuff. That's not yeah. going to be backed up. And there's still a lot to do up there. Anyway, so there you go. I finally went to the Animal Park. Woohoo! Hopefully I'll get to go. And I'm hoping that next week I can go to the zoo to see the babies. Yep. The baby yeah. leopards and the baby bears. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to go look for that horrifying coconut crab. <laughs> hope I can find that. Yeah. Kind I of hope I can two. find that. Ugh. There's one by Tigers, and then there's one in Base Camp. By the Tigers? Yeah. Where? The smaller enclosure, Um, it there's a little glass um, enclosure. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I've known Tiger Trail forever. Because mm. doesn't the Tiger Trail go to the hippos? Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't been doing that because the hippos are closed. <laughs> I'm like, mm. I'm not doing this hill for just the tiger. I mean, I love the tiger, but, like, I also see tigers at the park. So, are those also small friend at the zoo? No, they are Malayan. That's right. That's right. Okay. Anyway. I also haven't done the aviaries in the zoo in forever. So, I'm like, I want to go hang out in the aviaries and I want to go see the I can't aviaries. find my way to them a lot of the time. I know. I used to go all the time. When I go to Voice down there, I would usually go to the zoo after because I'm driving to San Diego. So, I'm mm-hmm. going to go do something. And I'd hang out in the aviaries all the time. And now I'm like, how do I get to them? And I am too stubborn to get a map. So, there you go. Yeah. Which sucks. Like, at the animal park, I know where everything is. Yeah. Like, I'm good. And when I hear people, like, who can't find some, I'm like, well, your nearest bathroom is there. And <laughs> this direction is there. But the zoo, I'm like, if it isn't, like, these few places, I'm not good at it. <laughs> it. Like, trying to, like, figure out how to get there is not great. Anyway. All right. Moving on. We spent way too much time on our, <laughs> our fun trips. Sort of fun trips. Anyway. So, Casey, what do you want to talk about today? So, it's a combination of reasons to talk about. Um, So, I've been watching webinars on, Again? like. Okay. Reptile alligators. Okay. Yeah, and um, this was on the Facebook, um, uh, their Facebook account, and it's a paper called, uh, entitled "Investigating the Welfare and Conservation Implications of Alligator Wrestling for American Alligators, Alligator Mississippiensis." That was so long. <laughs> okay. Well, continue on. So, is this like a sport? Allig- no, alligator wrestling. It's not a sport. Like. You know, like, at alligator farms, they have, like, shows with those, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll get, like, mount the alligator, stuff, yeah. close its mouth, open its mouth, mm-hmm. shove their hand inside the mouth. <laughs> um, stuff like that. That's alligator wrestling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, when I read this, is funny, because I read this while I was at Disneyland. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Every time I was in line, I was like, okay, this is how I'm going to kill time. I'm just reading this paper. <laughs> God, what did your family do? Everyone just stares at the phones. Uh, I think they were talking to each other. I usually don't. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think they were. I don't know what they were doing, but I was reading my paper, and oh, my man. dad at one point was like, "What are you reading?" I was like, "I'm reading a scientific paper uh, assessing um, the implications of alligator wrestling." <laughs> wow, <laughs> so Disney. Yeah, that's where you play heads up, yo. Mm. Anyway, we used to do that at like. 
um, knots and stuff, but we don't this, anymore. That stuff is great. Yeah, I think it's because like we're not paying for like all the other things on there for certain ones, oh. and like we're all too used to the, the ones that ones. we've done. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, I read this while I was at Disney. <laughs> of course, because it's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and um, it was a interesting paper i largely agree with a lot of the results i have some critiques though okay um, but first off i don't like alligator wrestling um some of the facilities actually do decent job um outside of that um but some of the critiques i had with the paper were so first off they did all their data collection by watching youtube videos okay well that's a problem yeah so um they couldn't like do any kind of physiological testing results like that um so they're making assessments based off animal husbandry based on those videos which ain't always going to be great also it had a huge range for the video dates because some were the most recent one was 2019 the paper was published in november of 2020 Mm -hmm. but they went as far back as 2007 that's pretty far back, and yeah. so a lot of husbandry changes can happen as a zoological facility in that time. Right. And also, like, you can't really judge things the greatest based off of videos, especially like some of the qualities would have not been great. Yeah. And some of the things they stated were not correct. Like one of the things they were stating was that alligators being solitary should be housed um by themselves which ain't really true because alligators are quasi social they'll gather in large numbers but they'll just kind of keep their to their own space yeah Yeah. so i agree with the fact that it's largely i see as um a representation of dominion over animals as they were saying also they were using too much loaded language in the paper okay so you could see they had a bias they through it. They had a it. thing, yeah. Yeah, which I would also have that bias, but you, in a scientific paper, you You're shouldn't be doing that. that. Yeah. It's yeah. like when I get things from, I think it's Nature Conservancy, and they're like, do you think it's okay for baby wolves to be shot in their <laughs> dens? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is not how you gather statistics. I know, statistical. I, like, <laughs> I see stuff like that, just like, no, this isn't how And then you... when they do that, I'm like, I'm purposely now not giving you money. I might even <laughs> agree with your cause, but because you're pulling shit like that, yeah. which is the same shit that like places like the NRA pull, just like in an mm-hmm. opposite direction, I'm like, absolutely not. If you're going to pull that kind of shit, you're getting no money from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, like I've also like seen people like cite, like there's been um, papers um, showing the ill effects of alligator wrestling and I'm pretty sure they always state it's a 2020 paper so I'm pretty sure this is the paper they're stating is like it's not it's one of the few papers done on reptile welfare because largely it, they whenever there are papers on welfare animals in zoological facilities usually on charismatic mammals so it's one of the few that actually is on reptiles like alligators so step in that way but there are flaws in it i would say yeah, especially if it's a scientific paper it should be completely objective yeah so yeah and um some of the things in the abstract they state is largely based off of their qualitative results so basically this quantitative results where they actually have the actual statistics like one of the things they say is like some percentage of enclosures i can't remember there was not foliage surrounding the um, water portion of the enclosure which alligators prefer because it makes them feel hidden okay. or the water was clear which alligators prefer murky water but that's obviously largely semantics as long as they are 
large portion for why there's water is to make sure they cool off because alligators are weird in that they like to bake themselves in the sun until they can't handle it then they go soak <laughs> oh silly alligators yes i love them that's like i feel like california beachgoers because <laughs> our water's colder yes. so it's like you sit out in the sun you're like all right it's real hot i gotta mm-hmm. go for a dip <laughs> yeah but yeah so a lot of things like saying the negative implications of conservation like they draw that more from their qualitative results which to me do not hold much weight okay so that's how I spent your, part of my day at what's Disney. What's your consensus of this? It was just how you passed your time. It's how I passed my time. I agree with I don't like alligator wrestling. I think several of these facilities would be perfectly fine and much better without them. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I like the feeding shows and stuff. Oh, they yeah. They show their behaviors. Yeah, like um, Gatorland has to, this. Like, um, jump on them. I don't mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Like, um, Gatorland has this one called, I think it's Gatoroo, where they basically have two guys. Yeah, they have two guys acting like a couple of rednecks and, like, trying to get the gator to jump the highest. And it's like, that's fine. It's like, that's enriching for the cat gator. And they're getting exercise. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, all right, that's good. Also, another thing to do at Disney BT Dubs is we used to play unlimited questions. You put, like, a Disney character, then you have to guess it. Mm. Anyway, back to Disney. Anyway, moving on. Um, oh, this, f- another fun Oh, fact. sorry, yeah, okay. This is just a side tangent. I found out recently that apparently Gatorland's older than Disneyland. That kind of makes sense, though. Yeah. I mean, Gators have been in Florida for forever, yeah. and mm-hmm. Disney has not. Yeah, true. Dude, anyway, all right. <laughs> all right, so um, I'm going to try to connect this to Disney because this article... <laughs> Ha- shares the name with a Disney movie that's one of my favorite. Homeward Bound. <laughs> All right, Lost Dog returns home after surviving epic 150-mile journey across Alaskan sea ice. So this is uh, an NBC News article, and Nanook, a one-year-old Australian shepherd, went missing in Savunga, a St. Lawrence Island community in the Bering Strait, and was found weeks later in the Alaskan city of Wales. With about 150 miles of sea ice between the two locations. So, um, so one year old Australian Shepherd took an epic trek across 150 miles of frozen Bering Streets, Bering Sea Ice. That was rough. That included being bitten by a seal or polar bear before he was safely returned to his home in Alaska. So, anyway, uh, Mandy Iwargan. Uh, Nanook's owner, who lives in Gamble, Alaska, and her family were visiting Savunga, another St. Lawrence Island community in the Bering Strait, last month, when Nanook disappeared with their other family dog, Starlight. Anyway, Starlight turned up a few weeks later, but Nanook, which means polar bear in Siberian Yupik, was nowhere to be found. About a month after Nanook disappeared, people in Wales, 150 miles northeast of Savunga on Alaska's western coast, began posting pictures online of what they described as a lost dog. I feel like if I was in a small community in Alaska and there's a dog I did not recognize, also if it's a small community, you probably know all the dogs in your community, <laughs> I'd be like, I'm going to put you inside because you are going to die out there potentially. Anyway, that's rabbit trail. Anyway, so they described it as lost dog. So my dad texted me and said, that's, that's, there's a dog that looks like Nanook in Wales, um, in Oregon said. She reactivated her Facebook account. This is how you know she's not old like us, I guess. She reactivated her Facebook account to see if it might be her wandering hound. I was like, no freaking way. That's our dog. What is he doing in Wales? She said. The event of Nanook's journey will likely always be a mystery. 
Um, anyway, they go on pretty much to say, like, they don't know how he wound up there, and she figures that he probably was, you know, scavenging or hunting because he apparently does hunt for their native foods there already. Mm. Anyway, so he probably survived on that, and they, they, um, speculate maybe that, like, sea ice shifted while he was hunting, so he got kind of pulled away. Anyway. So, um, so she used airline points to get her dog back to gamble on a regional air carrier last week, a charter that was transporting athletes for the Bering Strait School District's Native Youth Olympics Tournament. <laughs> I'd be thrilled if I was a kid on the plane with a dog. Anyway, um, so they were happy the doggy's back. Um, so they look good except for a swollen leg with a large bite mark from an identified, unidentified animal. Um, other than that, Nanook was in pretty good health. They figured it could be wolverine, seal, small nanook, which, by the way, I don't know if I said nanook means pillow bear. I think I did. Anyway, so we don't know because it's, like, a really big bite, <laughs> she said. Is this person a valley girl in Alaska? So, anywho, so nook went on a big old journey and survived and got bit by something. Uh, wolverines are mean. It could have been a wolverine. <laughs> are they that far, though? That far up in Alaska? Yep. Oh, man, they're really far up there. Anyway. That was one of our first animals, dude. Yeah. Anyway, so this doggy survived and uh, just had one bite. So, anyway, hopefully doggy is happy to be home now. Also, there's no way I'd be cool with my animals wandering off for a week. <laughs> like, where are they? Anywho. All right. Well, that brings us to our picks for this week. And it was my choice. And I'm not going to lie. This region is very difficult to choose a category <laughs> because, um, you know, there's limits. And there's only so many animals in our Antarctica. And I feel like we've touched most of them at this point. Anyway, so, and knowing that this would be our final season or se whatever, yes, our final season of the podcast, I was like, let's just get it all out. So my category is wild card. Anything we haven't covered from this region that we want to talk about. So Casey, who did you choose? I chose the oarfish. And I'm happy you did. I must also say there's quite a few uh, poll rejects <laughs> on this episode yes. from our listener's choice. They deserve it. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like there's only one animal now that was on that pole who has not been covered. We're going to have to do it. Yep. <laughs> anyway, all right, continue on. So the scientific name for this species is Regalisius lesus, uh, lesnae. Regalisius nesse? Lesnae. Lesnae. Yes. Oh, that's like challenging to say for some reason. Lesnae? Yeah. Glesnae. G-L-E-S-N-E. Oh, that's still challenging. Anyway, yep. continue. Sorry. So this species has a global distribution. It's found across the world's ocean, but is more commonly found in the tropics. They are typically found in deeper waters as far down as 200 meters, but have been seen in shallower depths like 20 meters. Because they will migrate up and down the water column, as they will find them at shallower, these, that shallower depth because they migrate up and down the water column to search for food. The oarfish is not a well-studied species, so the lifespan is still unknown. Um, the species holds the record for being the longest bony fish in the world. Oh. On average, they are usually around only about three meters long, but the maximum recorded length of this species was 11 meters. Absolutely. <laughs> I love this as an animal that I nominated on our poll, but that is too long. Three meters is acceptable. Still kind of freaky. But 11 meters, no way. No way. That's like as big as a freaking whale. Yeah. No. Yeah. This is what they must have thought were monsters back in the day. Anyway, continue on. They have incredibly long bodies and are very slender, so it is very possible that these fish are the origins of many mythical sea serpent tales told by mariners. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but the oarfish is quite harmless. These fish live at 
deep depths with very little light, so they have incredibly large eyes that help maximize the amount of light absorbed to increase their vision. The orofish mainly feeds on plankton. There have been reports of this species feeding on other invertebrates and fish, but these haven't been validated. Um, they catch their prey by straining them from the water column and have gill rakers in their mouth similar to those of the whale shark to help extract the food from the water. Okay. This fish has a few peculiar features that makes it a unique animal in the fish world, starting with its protrusible mouth that doesn't have any teeth, which leaves it resorting to filter feeding in order to get its nutrients. Okay, much better. Another unusual feature is that its body has no scales and instead is covered by a substance called guanine, which is actually found in fish scales. What? <laughs> guanine? Okay. It's a nucleic acid as well. Okay. Um, even though this species migrates up and down the water column in search of food, it actually doesn't possess a swim bladder to help regulate its buoyancy. What? The name oarfish actually comes from the fact that people first thought that the oarfish would row in order to swim using its pelvic fins in a circular <laughs> motion in order to move, but this is not true. The pelvic fins are incredibly long, but it is suspected that the fins are actually used for taste perception, not for locomotion. What? <laughs> See, I'm so happy we're doing these yeah. guys. They're crazy. Another common name for this species is the king of herrings, which it gets from the first because the first <laughs> few parts of their dorsal fin are very long and wispy, somewhat resembling a crown. Oh my god, is that this thing they're talking about? Yes. That's pretty great. Mm -hmm. I didn't even see that when I was looking at them before. <laughs> oh, this picture they're has so people cool. and a dog in it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, look at that video. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. What? They're cuter now. Okay. Anyway, even though they're incredibly long, they're just too long. <laughs> it's too. This is an acceptable size right here. This is acceptable. <laughs> that's also that's basically there's a reticulated python in the freaking water. <laughs> I don't. But they're filter feeders, so yep. we're good, right? Mm -hmm. Yep, we're good. <laughs> the orfish is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN red list. Um, the species is considered to be naturally rare, but this cannot be confirmed as they have been sh shown themselves to be very difficult to study due to their deep sea habits. That as of right now, there does not appear to be any ma known major threats to this species. By the way, you may find some videos of these online where they're by the beach. You won't ever really see that happening. Or if you do, it's on its dying it's breath. It's not doing well. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, I'd imagine if it's at the beach, it's... Mm -hmm. Look how cool is this? That's like a mane? Yep. What the heck? They're cooler yeah, than I thought. Their dorsal fin covers most of their body. They're it's really so cool. cool. They're so much cooler than I remembered them being when I first, like, mm -hmm. made this a list of, like, oh, do that animal. Yeah, it's funny watching them swim because, like, they don't swim, like, this way with the plane of the earth. <laughs> Horizontally, <laughs> yeah. you mean? they swim up and down Vertically. <laughs> How do they, do they go kind of at an angle then, or do they, because they have to be able to travel It's more, way. no, they stay pretty stationary straight on. But they can't, like... And they oscillate that dorsal fin of theirs. I gotta go see these guys mm -hmm. swimming. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Anyway, they're cool. I'm so happy we talked about them. All right, well, that brings us to yet another one who was on the poll. <laughs> I chose the chinstrap penguin because they're so cute. And here we go. Their scientific name is... Ugh, you would think I'd look at these ahead of time. Pygocellus antarcticus. I like the last part. That part's great. 
They are found living in around the Antarctic Circle, and they mainly breed on the Antarctic Peninsula and the surrounding sub-Antarctic islands in the South Atlantic Ocean. They live about 15 to 20 years in the wild, but can live up to their mid-20s in zoological institutions. They are among the smaller penguin species. Yeah, I wasn't going to be using this for the oarfish. <laughs> 67 to 75 centimeters tall. Oh, I almost opened it right to it. So, of almost 30, that's actually a pretty good size for a penguin, man. Anyway, almost 30 inches, folks, at the highest. They weigh about 3.5 to 5 kilograms. And the generic name for this species, Pygocellus, actually translates to rump-legged, supposed in relation to the shape of its legs. That seems rude. <laughs> anyway, I still can't get over the weird geese from the other thing. Mm. Ugh, anyway <laughs> um all right just like all penguins sorry that was a reference to an earlier episode where we did a penguin quiz and we did not like that answer anyway just like all penguins they are piscivores and will feed on a variety of species of marine fish krill shrimp and squid even though they don't have teeth they have spines on their tongues always terrifying <laughs> and on the roof of their mouth to help them catch and hold on to their wiggling prey so what happens if a penguin bit you you have to, like, get their mouth open to get your hand back out? Not kind of. Not your whole hand, but, like, yeah. you know, like a finger. Oh, God, that's awful. Sounds horrible. Anyway. But they wouldn't be probably biting that hard. <laughs> I know, but I feel like you'd still get stuck on it. Yeah. And get cut. I'd be like, can you please open? Can I make mm -hmm. you gag so you open your mouth and give me back my hand? Be careful when you're feeding those guys. Anyway. <clears throat> so, like other penguins, the chinstrap has tightly packed feathers to help them stay waterproof. This, along with some blubber and specialized blood vessels that help to redirect the heat to their vital organs, keeps, help keep them warm while swimming in the frigid waters around Antarctica as they travel up to 80 kilometers away from the shore as they go out foraging for food every day. That's quite a distance. This is also important when they go diving in the cooler waters. Even though they are not as deep divers as other species, they can reach depths of around 70 meters below the surface. That's crazy. A little fun fact about the chinstrap penguins is that they are sometimes called stonebreaker penguins, not because they collect stones to build nests, but instead they get the name because they make such a loud screeching sound that it was believed by some to be able to break stones. What? <laughs> Like, are they grunting, like, at the gym? <laughs> like, that kind of a sound? How do they think that they're breaking stones? I I'm so confused. Now I need to hear the sound so I can see what this is. These birds mate for life and will take turns incubating the egg. And during the breeding season, while their mate is out foraging for fish, the penguin that is left, the penguins that is left uh, incubating for several days at a time can lose about half their body weight. That is crazy. All right. Also, this is a fun little fact I found in a different <laughs> chin strap. Not really article because it was an article about penguins, but I just had to share this, folks. It's amazingly written, and I don't know who the author is, and I'm very sad about it. Anyway, fights among colonies break out fairly regularly, and males will often kick out other males if they prefer a certain area. Males arrive on land first and will wait several days for their partner. However, if she does not turn up, males will choose another female to mate with. If the previous partner does eventually show up, large fights ensue in which female penguins often chuck their opponents down hillsides. It made me laugh so much, folks. Anyway, all right, moving back. All right, so during the non-breeding season, these birds can be found congregating on icebergs. But this, of course, is not an ideal place for raising chicks. So the largest chinstrap penguin colony is on Zavodsky 
Zavodovsky mm-hmm. Island in the South Sandwich Islands. What? Yeah. Amazing. And has about yeah. 2 million trinstraps breeding on the volcanic island. This island is largely free of snow and ice, but due to the fact that it is a volcano, but more to due to the fact that it is a volcano, sorry. But more importantly, it is also free of predators, such as leopard seals and orcas, evil orcas, making it an ideal breeding ground. However, it is very treacherous to get onto the island, as there is not an actual beach. So in order to get on the island, these birds must ride waves crashing and the rock faces that border the island in order to get inland. And it is not uncommon for penguins to get tossed around by the powerful waves and even get pretty bruised up as they get on the island. But it is also worth it to have a predator-free space to raise their offspring. That does make sense. But that is rough. Yep. It was featured on Planet Earth, too. Nice. I do have to watch those. <laughs> the chinstrap penguin is currently listed as least concerned by the IUCN Red List, but their population is on the decline and estimated that there are around 8 million mature birds left. The species has also been given a green status assessment of moderately depleted with a recovery score of 80%. The main conservation action for the species is regulation of fisheries of their prey, and it is predicted that if this conservation action would would step... Stop. 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 Okay, that makes more sense. Um, And it is predicted that if this conversation... Jesus. (laughs) Try again. Ugh. And it is predicted that if this conservation action would stop, that they would see more declines in the next 10 years. But it is hard to estimate future impacts of conservation due to the fact that climate change is predicted to be the main contributor to the species down the line. So that is the chinstrap penguin, and those were our wild card picks for anything we haven't covered in this region. And, um, hey, Casey. Yes, Allie? What's a penguin's favorite Mexican food? I don't know. Burritos. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it so much. Anyway. I have an announcement to make. Okay, Casey, put something sad under my animal. I don't know what's going to be. We have tragic news. Oh, God. What? E.T. lost the March Madness competition. Oh, no. She got eliminated in the quarterfinals. Oh, no. Who's winning? The winner is Spike. He is a king penguin. Okay. From Birdland Park and Gardens. Where is that? It's in somewhere. <laughs> okay. But poor ET was eliminated. Yeah. Okay, so I thought sad. it was gonna be real sad news. I was no. okay. <laughs> That's disappointing news, okay? There's it's a... sad. She she earned it. <laughs> By being the oldest? Yes. <laughs> Seniority rules. <laughs> Anyway. Oh my gosh, I just realized <laughs> they put, uh, they did like the several posts on yeah. their page to say, Congratulations, King Spike. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Where did she, so who were the top contenders? It was Spike was a winner. Yeah, and then it was, um, my. Oh gosh. From. Somewhere. Oh, that's not, that's not you. <laughs> Let me see. I know you're in here. Do they do this every year, though? I don't know. I can get behind the fat bear contest, and I can get behind the penguin madness contest. Thank you so much. All right. Well, anyway, now that that is (laughs) taken care of, (laughs) it is time for Animal of the Week. And our Animal of the Week this week is... 
The Crown of Thorns Sea Star. The Crown of Thorns Sea Star. I think this one has been on a poll option since the very first season. Probably. It's never been chosen. So I'm very happy this is going to happen by yeah. now. All right, tell us about them. So they're in the order Valvatida. That's fun. And they're in the family Acanthasteridae. And their scientific name is Acanthaster plantsi. <laughs> it just sounds like it can't faster. <laughs> Um, so this species is widely distributed across the Indo-Pacific, but is most commonly found around Australia. Lifespan in the wild is unknown, but in zoological facilities, they have been known to live 8 to 15 years. They are one of the largest sea stars in the world, second only to the sunflower sea star, and they can measure up to a meter across. Okay, not going to measure. <laughs> That's really big! Yes! It's like that-ish. Yeah? That's horrifying. I can't. No. This is not as cute anymore. Yeah, and it's the second biggest. No, well, I, don't, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that at all. Uh, this sea star has a peculiar diet compared to other species in that it prefers to prey on coral reefs. Oh. But these species, being ectotherms, have a low metabolism and don't have to feed very often. And an adult can actually go up to nine months without eating. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Even though this species has a peculiar diet, it feeds very similar to other sea stars, which is like something out of a horror movie. They will eviscerate their stomach out of their bodies and wrap it around the coral, and then they start releasing a digestive enzyme. And the enzyme turns the soft little bits of the coral into a soup, and they slurp it up when they pull their stomach back into their body. That was much like the freaking the predatory sponge or whatever. They did that mm -hmm. ejecting their yeah. stomach acidy stuff too. <laughs> it's a horrible way to go. I don't like yeah. it. Uh, like other sea stars, this species has an incredible ability to regenerate parts of its body. If it loses one arm, uh, it, it will take approximately six months for a new one to grow back. These sea stars will feed on just about all species of coral. And even though we may imagine sea stars as slow going, they can still eat their way through about 10 square meters of coral in a year. In some regions, this species can actually be considered a pest, as most predators of coral only cause small tissue damage or local injury, but adult crown of thorns sea stars can kill an entire colonies of corals. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. They have also been known to have outbreaks in which they're, which is characterized by 15 or more um, sea stars in a hectare, and when this happens, these sea stars can strip a reef of 90% of the living tissue on the reef. Is this like the urchins? Were they the ones who were destroying yeah. things out here? Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Um, this may be particularly bad for coral reefs that have been subjected to coral bleaching and are already in a stressed-out state. The likely reason for these outbreaks is the overfishing of predators of the sea stars, which is animals like the giant triton, which is a species of large predatory snails. Oh. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> what is it? A large triton? It's a, called a giant triton. I have to go look that up while you talk. Sorry, continue. To combat the potentially destructive nature of this species, some people have tried to control this species' populations and would chop individuals in half or into smaller pieces. But this backfired because not only can the sea star regenerate limbs, but if the central disc of the sea star is left oh, intact no. along with its arm, it can regenerate into a new sea star. Oh, God. It's like a freaking hydra. <laughs> you chop the head off. Except it doesn't have a oh, head. That's so big. Oh, the snail? Yeah. Yep. Nope. I don't like that. <laughs> it's my own little house of horrors. Oh, God. Okay. This and the coconut crab can all live together. Okay. Uh -huh. 
So instead, um, control measures now usually involve removing the sea stars from a reef or releasing poisonous substances that are toxic to the sea star, but not to other species in the reef. Um, but people are not the only ones that are trying to protect corals from these hungry sea stars because guard crabs live in the branches of cauliflower coral and other species of branching coral and are known to defend their coral homes from the crown of thorns sea star by pinching their tube feet and even their stomach lining. Oh, ooh. This is a symbiotic relationship between the coral as the crabs are defending the coral from its predators and the corals provide a safe space for the crabs to live. Aw, good job guys. Teamwork. Yep. The Crown of Thor sea star, though, has its own defensive tricks um, as they get their common name from the spines that cover the upper surface of the sea star, which resemble the biblical Crown of Thorns. And these spines are, in fact, poisonous, oh, which are not only toxic to other marine creatures, but also to humans. Lovely. The spines are actually coated in a toxic slime called plant antitoxins, which actually cause liver damage. Ooh. And when they feel threatened, they will also release a substance called saponins, and which is a compound that can destroy red blood cells. So these two compounds together can put any animal into a lot of pain. Oh no. Yep. So this species is definitely on the alert for of conservation. It's not as for them going <laughs> in danger, but for them causing other causing species other to problems. other coming. Yes. Oh dear. So yeah, that is the crown of thorn sea star. Most of these pictures are purple. Do they obviously mm -hmm. they come in other colors? But is purple yeah. like the most common one? Yeah. So when they're younger, they'll actually be more cryptic looking and blend in more than as oh, okay. they mature, they um, get a darker, more vibrant coloration. Oh. It's also probably impacted by some of the corals that they eat. I'd imagine as well. Okay. I just feel like purple urchins and mm -hmm. these purple, see, purple is a bad color. <laughs> they destroy things. Anyway, all right. Well, there you go. That is the uh, crown of thorn sea star. Those little thorns look pretty intense. I'm not going to lie. Yep. All right. But that brings us to the challenge and it was Casey's turn. So I see a timer getting started, I'm yeah. assuming. I don't like the way he said, yeah, that makes it sound like it's going to be. Because I feel like we're going to do bad and oh, I feel boy. like I prepped myself to help my, at least myself. But Great. looking back at like our alphabet things, one thing I've noticed, we don't mention very many invertebrates or fish. Oh, God. So now we're doing it with just invertebrates and fish. I'm not going to be good at this at all. I'm going to be all fish. What is, okay, what are we doing exactly? Are we going all the way through the alphabet? What are we yeah. doing? Oh. We'll go through all the way through the alphabet. Oh, God. We normally do five minutes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not going to go well. So we get one point for, and I made it extra difficult. <laughs> so if we get a point for everyone, we do. But if we skip a letter, we lose two points. Okay. Have you written down the alphabet? Because we're not good at this. No, we're not. I'll pull up the alphabet. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I also need the pen. We always pen. struggle at some point. All right. So I have my pen, my paper, oh, my oh, timer. Oh, sorry, sorry. I have the alphabet. Oh, sorry. I didn't. I'm not prepared. Oh, we're doing, we're doing a D8 again, maybe, okay. if it wants to come out. Oh, God, everyone's coming out. I guess we're doing a D6. Lies. Let's maybe do this on the towel where it's not as loud. You're first. It was a 7. Okay. I'm lied. I'm sorry. I'm first. It's a 4. Yeah. Wow. How did I think that was a 7? Okay. I'm crazy. Okay. And are we ready? Yes. Go. Anchovy. Okay. Barnacle. Okay. C. Coelacanth. Okay. <laughs> D. Let's see. Dead leaf mantis. 
That's a fish? Oh, no. Invertebrate. invertebrate. Okay, sorry. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking all aquatic now. So I'm like, <laughs> what? They have that in the water? What's going on? Uh, e. Eel? Are they invertebrates? They're fish. Okay, great. Eel. Okay. We are doing generic, too, I hope. I'm, I'm good going with generic. the generic okay, F. I'm not doing fish. <laughs> no, that'd be bad. A fairy fly. Okay, okay. Uh, F, what is that? G. G. G um, Garami? Oh, yeah. Garami. Oh, nice one. H. Oh, horseshoe crab. Okay. Um, H. I. Iriconji jellyfish. Nice. <laughs> J. I'm not doing jellyfish. That's too easy. That'd be too easy. I don't know a jelly. Or a J, I mean. Mm hmm. I'm happy that's your letter. Oh, Jerusalem cricket. Oh, God, that's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> J. What are we? K? K. There's all kinds of king things. Are crustaceans invertebrates? Yes, they are. Because they have, yeah, okay, so king crab. Okay. L. Lionfish. Okay. L. M. Is that what we are? M. Yeah. I'm trying to stick to water. I've been doing all water, so I'm trying to stay there. Um, manticore is not a real animal, <laughs> Allie. Um, um,. Oh my god, there is one and I can't think of what it is. Why? It's like Oh my god, I can't think of the name. Okay, move on. I'm gonna have to go somewhere else. Um I can't even think of bugs. A monarch butterfly. Okay, thank there goodness. We go. <laughs> N. Ooh boy. I broke my Ends. water. Oh my gosh, ends we can't ever think. I of. broke my water when I'm so sad. No, um, I can't help with that. I'm moving on. <laughs> M N O. Oh, oh neon tetra. There you go. Octopus. Yeah, it's invertebrate. Great. <laughs> P. Oh, purple sea urchin. Yay! Where are we? M N O P Q. Q. Oh God, kill me. <laughs> um, is there a queen? <sighs> wow, I don't know a lot of cues. And fish or anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. We're going to die on Q. I can't think of any buggy type things that are Qs either. Let me think. I can't say Queen Bee. <laughs> nope. You cannot say Queen Bee. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just checking. Um, I think we're going to pass Q. Because I can't think of anything that's a Q. Can you think of something? Is that your, if you can I can think of something? think of something, but I feel like that's cheating if I tell you. No, it is cheating, but I can't think of. I'm sorry, we're going to we're gonna have to pass Q. I can't get it. Oh, so sad. All right, we lost. We're doing so well. R. Um, Ruby Sea Dragon. Okay. Where are we? Q. R. S. 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 Um, a sturgeon? Yeah, that, that's a fish. T, Tiger Trevally. Okay. Double T. Yeah. T U. Oh boy. Um oh I was like, you're a Also not that's not, nope. not at all. In no way is that it. Um What's the umbrella? Oh, that's a bird. Yep. There's definitely a bug. I 
can't think of a bug. Why am I, I getting think all of something the crappy else. letters? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know why un-American is. <laughs> That's not an animal. An underwater. What would you even be? That's not fair. I got two shitty letters. <laughs> how many? How much time do we have? Oh, Jesus. We're passing seconds. it. We're passing it. I think it's more important we get to the end. Okay. V. Oh, boy. Oh, Velvet Ant. Great. Um, w. W. God, I hate life. Um, I think I'm just not going to get it in time. I could probably think of something. There's like a white fucking something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we got up to... V. Yeah. So 5, 10, 15, 20, minus 4, 16 was our total score. 16. Yeah. At 26, I mean, it wasn't yeah. that bad. Just for funsies, mm -hmm. where were we? W. Yeah. Water bear? Yeah. It's Damn invertebrate. It. Damn it. The See, I would have had it. X. I'll double check something. Isn't there an X ray something? An X ray, some sort of fish? I think there is. I think there's an X-ray tetra, but I can't remember. That's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, X-ray tetra. Yep. So X Y. Uh, yellow tang. Okay, and Z, zooplankton. <laughs> Can we say that? No. <laughs> Dang it. Um, Zebra moray eel. Great. Okay. Yeah. Uh, By the way, for Q, yeah. I was thinking Queensland grouper. I would not have gotten that note. You upside down jellyfish. Dang it. No, I still wouldn't have got that mm. either. So to be fair, those were shitty. <laughs> anyway, we got 16. I think we, we did better than I thought. I thought we did. Yeah, we did better. I only I think I only strayed from the water one time. Yeah. So anyway. It would have been worse if I did just invertebrates like I was originally thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I would have died. I'd be like, give me butterflies because that's what I got. <laughs> And like an atlas moth or whatever the hell we yep. talked about, but that's it. Or butterfly moth. <laughs> that's what I got. Yeah, there is a butterfly. A moth. ladybug. I can say that. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't even think about like the praying mantis and those types. What's our the walking? The walking. Oh my god, it's from our first season. Walking flower mantis. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of them. Anyway, a whip spider. We've counted too, yep. right? Yeah. Oh, we could have done spiders. I didn't think about that. Yeah, except it's not a spider. I know, but I mean, <laughs> spiders are invertebrates. Yeah. Anyway, point being, I don't think it would have helped, though. <laughs> Anywho, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of episode 120. Thank you for listening. As always, we are host Allie. And Casey. And we will catch you on the next episode of the Animal Addicts Podcast.